the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone, on this beautiful August day. It's so beautiful out, but it feels a little bit chilly, and I'm hoping that's not an indication that we don't have a long summer because I'm hoping the summer extends at least another month. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to the only show on talk radio that is all about real estate and every single thing that has to do with real estate, which is practically everything. My talented panel today includes my co-host, attorney Jerry Feeney, who is here to answer any legal and mortgage and fund, well, any legal thing, and our expert, Ace Watatusa Park, and getting there. Um, That's and very he's good there. Time. Yes, I know. <laughs> Give me an A. It only took me five years. Um, and he's here to answer any legal and our mortgage and financing questions, and of course, there's always tons of them. Our number is 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. And by the way, Ace is an executive vice president of Citizens Bank, which we found our last week was the largest lender in New York City last year, just mm-hmm. behind giants like Chase. And I, I can attest for using Citizens Bank, and I can attest that they're big, but they're down to earth, and they, and they take the time to treat people like a little boutique. Okay, so it's the best of both worlds. So I, um, I, from personal experience, think Citizens is the best, and of course, Ace, even better. <laughs> yeah. But Citizens is warm, personal, and delivers a broad range of financial services to over 5 million individuals. So if you have any questions about mortgaging, refinancing, whether you should qualify or not, and that's really important today when you're making bids on houses and when you're looking, you should have all of that done already. Ace is the guy to talk with, so please give us a ring at 866-970-9622. Give us a call. We want to hear from you. Yeah. We always like listening. And my friend and entrepreneur, educator, uh, I would say she's the queen. Okay? Oh, my God. The queen of real estate. Now, Esther, I'd rather be called the princess only because it sounds younger. No, no, but... Okay? But, yes. <laughs> Thank you. She's also joining us, and she'll be part of our show. Esther is the co-founder of the Academy for Continuing Education. She's been educating real estate professionals for over 20 years. Um, 
And if somebody you know is interested in a career in real estate, you should call 866-970-9622 and talk to Esther on the air about the career. Or sometimes you just need to know what's involved. But on top of uh, that, Esther is a, I should learn, she is really um, a real estate investor. I mean, she's over the years built up a portfolio in real estate uh, that I don't think she has to work. She just loves to. Um, and when we start to talk and when it gets into September and we start to talk about if you decide to maybe start to be a small real estate investor, I think that's where you start. Esther's going to give you a lot of tips, some of the things that she d- did right, how she got started because it wasn't a big plan. And um, we're going to teach those of you who want to if it's right for you because, again, it, being a landlord is not right for everyone. In about a half an hour, we'll be joined here in Bridgehampton, and I'm really very lucky to have him. Um, We'll be joined in the studio by Honorable Judge Chigger Jr., who is a judge of Surrogate Court, Suffolk County, and he is an expert on trusts and estates and probate in real estate law. Now, you know we've had tons of people call in about leaving property to their kids, or sometimes it's a second marriage, and people sell their houses, buy a house together, and um, then they want to, they don't put, do it right, and one, one family gets taken out of the money. I have two friends personally that I know now that their parents got married for a second time, and one of them died, and the kids from one marriage are suing the kids. I mean, it's just a mess. So, and, and, and what about leaving a will and how you should leave it and how you should transfer real estate? We are very lucky to have him. Uh, and he is going to be here, so you won't want to miss that. It's 866-970-9622. He'll also just discuss, which is another question we've had so many times, what to do when you inherit a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your choices? And saying that, on this day in 1920, the 19th Amendment was passed, guaranteeing, hey, yay, 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 women the right to vote. Can you imagine that up until 1920, women did not have the right to vote. Uh, we have come a long way since then, but we still have yeah. a long way to go, and I'm very committed to that. Um, on this day in 1932, the government announced a temporary halt on foreclosures of first mortgages with America in the depths of the Depression. So I wasn't alive then, but I'm assuming that when that happened, when we were in a Depression, that they stopped or they temporarily stopped at least foreclosing on people, which is... In my opinion, the right thing to do. Oh, here comes the judge. On this day, here comes the judge. And on this day in 1964, Lyndon B. Johnson was nominated president of the Democratic Convention in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And we're going to talk a little today, if we have, about the Silver Tsunami and the wave of 50 million baby boomers in their 80s who will be in need of assisted care living. The future and the kind of assisted care residents that are being built right now in Manhattan and all over the country, and it's not the kind of assisted living that your grandpa's old age home, and it's not cheap. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really not. I have to see the amenities. Jerry, I'm almost ready to fake my age. And I mean, some of these places are like palaces. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you something. I recently, you know, was caring for an elderly uh, relative. I know. And we were looking into them, and I was literally in shock. I couldn't believe how much they were. 
Yeah, they're a fortune. Yeah. And that's another thing you have to think about saving money for. Uh, yeah. Unless, uh, you know, your, well, your child kids wants are, to your take Your kids will take care of you. Oh, I told you what my daughter told me. Yeah. She's gonna she build said, you Mom, and she was serious. Mom, I would never let you go into a home. No. It's out of the question. She said, however, and the house that she has, I uh, gave her. She said, you, if you leave me the money to build a wing, mm-hmm. I'll add a wing for you. I said, oh, yes, but I have to leave you the money. She said, well, I don't have it. And then she said to me, and mom, just leave me the money for the staff. I said, oh, you're not going to take she wants to make No, no. Well she said, I'm, I'll be the supervisor. Yeah. I'll be supervising all the help. So I said to her, well, then what do I need you for then? I, if you're going to be the supervisor and I have to build the wing. She said, because, Mom, you won't know what you're doing, and they'll steal mm. all your money. See, she's trying to I be said, nice, and you're, you're giving her a hard time. She's being right. thoughtful. So I said, no, they won't be stealing my money. They'll be stealing <laughs> so your, your money. money. <laughs> okay? And that's a true story. Okay, so uh, it's kind of neat. Let me take a quick question, and then I have to do some current, current stuff. Uh, I have Bruce from New Hope. Hi, Bruce. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm calling today because I need some advice. Um, sadly, my, my wife passed away uh, three weeks ago. Um, oh, so sorry uh, to had, hear that. Uh, th- thank you so much. She was 52 and, and battled oh, breast cancer. She was cancer 52? And, uh, yes, oh, yes. Oh. Yeah, so sad. And it was, you know, a decade-long battle, but she was always very strong and, and continued working um, and very accomplished in what she did. And so um, so um, the story is that um, we, I, we owned a home in a condo in Jersey City, and then when she became ill, she wanted to live in the country. So we bought a beautiful stone house in uh, Bucks County, New Hope area, which was her sanctuary. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful and, there. Oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, and um, when she, she, you know, now that she's passed away, uh, we even talked about this. She knew I'd always want to go back to the city. And uh, and I said, I did this for you. And I, I, I you know, and I loved her so much. I gave her everything and uh, gave oh, her, her sanctuary. Oh, you sound like a wonderful husband. Well, I loved her. You know, when you love someone, that, that's what you do. And um, so um, now that she's passed away, I have the house on the market already and um already have some some interest because it's a beautiful stone house that's been renovated etc my question is i am uh looking at a place in jersey city again uh, a condo uh right along the waterfront beautiful um but um the question is the mortgage for me i'm having uh there's an issue of of my income because I basically stayed home and took care of her for, for, you know, about a year. So my income has been lower than it has been in the past. And I, I just don't know how significantly to significantly I mean, lower. In other words, so in other words, you basically, did you kind of stop working to take care of her? Basically I, I'm a, we were filmmakers and documentarians and, and uh, you know, I, I just, we didn't do a lot and we, we, Again, it was everything about my wife, and, and uh, that was most important. And as I said, if I had a shirt on my back and, and uh, you know, uh, shoes on my feet, the rest is, uh, you know, you figure everything out. So um, 
so my income has been low, but I mean, I've had mortgages in the past, and I have a uh, about a four hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage here, which I've never missed a payment. Da, da, da. My credit score is probably seven seventy, seven eighty, um, and the place I'm looking at is about seven hundred fifty thousand. I'll probably put down four hundred thousand. Wait, did you sell the did you sell the home you were in yet or no? No, not yet. But here's the thing: it's a this is this is a pre-construction, so I only need to put down a deposit, and we close the closing's probably not going to be till December of two thousand eighteen. Oh, oh, okay. So you just have to put on like five or ten percent down now. Ten percent, exactly. Ten percent, right. which I can do, and then the rest comes due in in fall and or whenever. Whenever they finally close, which is good, it's actually uh, yeah, that helpful. actually is better for you. Yes, exactly. So no, this house will sell very quickly. I'm sure of that, and it's probably a wash regarding price. They're both probably going for about seven fifty. My question is, um, how, how does one handle that um, uh, with with how, how do I handle this situation with with the low? You know, my credit score is great. I will be getting back working again. That's why I need to get back into the city. Um, how do you handle something like that with a mortgage, where someone has such good credit and um, you know pays all my bills every month, that okay. kind of thing? Well, well, I think um, this is Ace, by the way. Um, well, I think you have. I, I think time is is a benefit for you, um, Bruce, yes. because um, you're not going to close until 2018, and it's yes. only 2017. So if you do get a job that's a W-2 paid, um, I guess. Um, employment and not really mm-hmm. too much freelance or 1099, then mm-hmm. what they'll do is they'll take your, I guess, your your pay stub or your year-to-date income on mm-hmm. your W-2 paid employee, I guess, employer, right? So mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on how much your salary or your base salary will be, will be mm-hmm. dependent upon how much you can take out on a mortgage. Now, if you're planning mm-hmm. on selling your current home and putting down 400000 you really, you really only need 350000 So yeah. if you look at a base um, salary of around 80000 85000 mm-hmm. then you'll qualify for this mortgage. So it's something for you to think about, and, and you still have about a year and you know a couple months, so you, you definitely have time, which is a benefit to you, Bruce. Yes, yes. But, I know I need to get pre... I'm sorry, let, let's assume I... you uh, get a job in six months, Ace. I mean, I'm just assuming yeah. that's going to take a bit. So let's just assume that... Bruce gets a job in six months. Is that enough time? That's enough time because what they'll do is if you're a W-2 paid employer, I mean employee, then they'll take your most recent pay stub, right? So we can create an explanation letter in terms of why you were um, you know, out of a um, job for, for a short period of time taking care of your wife and that you got back into – and I'm, I'm assuming you're going to probably go back into the same line of work. Um, just yeah, make sure that it's the same line of work. And yes. that way, the bank can utilize your most recent income. And so, how long how long back will they look at W two? You know, how, like what what how much of a time? Do you, how much time do you need on W two? So, I mean, there's really no time period as long as you have a job prior to getting the mortgage on a W two okay. paid em- employee. Um, they can mm-hmm. take your most recent, pretty much pay stub, and then calculate twelve months out. What is so, okay. so Ace, are you? So um, obviously, the credit is is great. Definitely. I mean, that is perfect because they really look at credit. So that's first. a positive. Okay, um, there might be, and you can talk to Ace about it. Again, that's a little bit out, but it might be some type of mortgage where you don't even have to put a lot down. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, but it's the a, more you put down, yeah. the less risk you are because the bank exactly. is going to look at, gee, if it, you know, what the worst scenario is, the man can't afford this house. 
and we yeah. get it back. And we don't want it back, but if we got it back, when you're putting that much down, there's not really too big of a yeah. risk for the, the benefit bank. is that, Bruce, you're planning on putting down 400000 so the yeah. bank will definitely take that into account. I have mm-hmm. a question. Won't they... Won't they ask for last year's tax returns as well? And so, then you'll have to show that you didn't make any money last year. So, again, um, they will ask for last year's tax returns, um, Stephen. But because he's w- he's the W-2 paid employee, um, they'll take the most recent pay stub or, you know, whatever his base income is for that year. So that's just, that's the key. So I that's great. Mm-hmm. So, Bruce, you know what you should really do when you settle down? You should call Ace and you should, even though you're not ready to go for a mortgage yet, uh, mm-hmm. You should just have everything in order, know exactly what you need. And again, there's you know a few ways to skin a cat. There's a, some. If there's other alternatives if that were were not if you were not able to get a mortgage. But I think there there are other alternative alternatives too, um, Donnie. So mm-hmm. there is a asset dissipation um, program right. where they'll take your your assets or w- whatever amount that you have in the bank, and then there's a calculation for that to derive um, some sort of income. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of different ways that we can approach this, Bruce. What I do recommend is that maybe just email me at ace.w at citizens. Would you, would you mind? Yeah. I, obviously, I, no. I've listened to you. Not a problem you at all, Bruce. Great advice, and, and you're always wonderful with your – all you are with your advice. So um, I, I've seen that online. Your, 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 I think your, your um, email is on there. Yes. So um, I, I will definitely do yeah. that. Um, and this way you're prepared, and definitely. when you're ready to actually do it, you'll know – you'll have it all – in place so you know what to do and the different and there's a couple of different options but i think you'll be in good shape the most important thing is also your credit and you're going to put like 50 percent down so yeah more than 50 percent yeah mean, and, so, and my credit is stellar i've never it's just just the way i the way i grew up and my father taught me i never you know i just i pay all my bills and that way i can sleep at night well he taught you well and bruce i just have to say this to you um it sounds like you're a wonderful guy and for uh, just talking about your wife, I, I just want to say that that's just wonderful. Um, everyone should be so lucky to have a husband like you, and I'm sure she was a great wife. So thanks sure. for calling, and keep in touch with us. I will. Thank you all thank very you. much. Now, really thank you, Bruce. Yeah. It's a tough story. You know, I was yeah. – it is a tough – I was running – I was in Sag Harbor. Uh, actually, Denise Rich had a little get-together, from 6 to 8, of course, I got there at 8 o'clock with the traffic from the city. But I ran into Dan Gatsby. And for those of you who um, don't know him, um, he was the husband of B. Smith, who has restaurants, you know, in Washington, D.C. and in the city and in uh, uh, out in the Hamptons, no longer um, in the Hamptons. And uh, she was also a model, and she had kind of a type of a Martha Stewart show, and they were just wonderful people. And when I uh, opened up my offices in the Hamptons, they had just opened up B. Smith's in uh, Sag Harbor. So I saw him last night, or two nights ago, and he was dotty, and he pulled me to the side. And I don't know, those of you who are on Facebook or if you've seen the news, B. Smith came out and talked about her Alzheimer's um, and how she, at a young age, knew something was wrong. And... uh, he was a dedicated husband, I mean, to the utmost, you know, and he just said to me, Dottie, if you see me out now, please don't make, don't feel, don't be mad at me. I mean, and I, he said, mad at you? I said, you've been taking care of her for years, and B. Smith, unfortunately, at this point is alive, but not in capacity, and another just great husband, and so 
In any event, we have some um, interesting current news. We'll be back, and we have our judge here, who is the surrogate judge of Court of Suffolk County, and I can't wait to talk to him. We'll be right back at 866-970-9622. We'll be back in two minutes. Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. I want to tell you about Giordino Doro Ristorante, home to some of the best Italian food that we have found in Manhattan, right around the corner from the radio station on 5 Gold Street. It's authentic, has wonderful service, has a classic intimate setting. You can enjoy wine, a gourmet insalata, classic Italian dishes like ravioli quattro formaggi, made with homemade pasta stuffed with four gourmet cheeses, or linguine ai frutti di mare, a plethora of seafood, clams, scallops, shrimp, and calamari and a light tomato garlic virgin olive oil and herb sauce finished with a cannoli and cappuccino visit giordinodoro.com or call 212-514-6400 to make a reservation or just stop in benny is over there he's the owner james and valentino are waiting for you tell him joey sent you frankie sent you from the piscopo show on am 970 the answer they're going to take great care of you come downtown to giordino d'oro Get incredible deals on the latest flooring trends at Lumber Liquidator's Fall Flooring Kickoff Sale and transform your home today. All pre-finished hardwood and all bamboo is on sale, including $1 off per square foot on 17 Bella Wood floors. Get the best deals on the best selection of wood-look waterproof floors, like 45% off vinyl plank, 43% off wood-look tile, and 17% off new click ceramic plank. More from $0.49 plus special financing. The Fall Flooring Kickoff Sale is going on now at Lumber Liquidator's. Does how you feel interfere with your lifestyle? Take control before it does. Harvard Medical recently published a paper on how to decrease your risk of cancer, heart disease, blood pressure, diabetes, bowel and vision problems. The answer, backed by dozens of studies, is not vitamins. It's eating more fruits and vegetables in their whole, complete form. Four simple tips that I've used with my patients over the years are one, keep fruits and vegetables where you can see them readily. Two, get crazy. Explore the produce aisle and choose something new. Three, make it a meal. Try new recipes that include more vegetables and fruits. And the easiest of all, to get the complete nutrition of 31 different fruits and vegetables every day, take Balance of Nature. What are you waiting for? Don't miss your opportunity to get a free month's supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code the answer. Joe Piscopo here asking, are you tired of dealing with dummies? Well, experience the smart way to buy a car at Route 22 Toyota with no hidden fees, no back and forth, no pressure, and no wasting time dealing with dummies. Alex Kinsella, the general manager, prides himself on his low lease offers and 0% APR financing for up to 72 months for qualified buyers. And now my buddy Alex wants you to experience their new smart way to service. Listen to my show every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. because you'll never know when Route 22 Toyota will be giving me the go-ahead to give away free things like a multi-point inspection and oil change with filter to the first five callers. Call 855-621-9949 and say, Joe sent me. Experience how one caring family in the car business is out to change the entire car business by offering you the smarter way to buy a car and more. 855-621-9949. Route 22 Toyota, Route 22 West, Hillside, New Jersey, or at Route22Toyota.com. 
Com. All European makes excluded. The sounds of summer, kids playing, birds chirping, the ice cream truck. Too bad all you can hear is that ringing in your ears. It's your tinnitus, actually pronounced tinnitus. If it's driving you crazy, call Dr. Melody Hertzfeld and Associates on Long Island. They specialize in treating tinnitus patients just like you. Hi, this is Dr. Melanie Hertzfeld. Our office has a variety of proven tinnitus therapies. If your ears are ringing, give us a call. Call Dr. Melanie Hertzfeld and Associates, 516-364-0011. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, we're back. We're back, 866-970-9622, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. Um, soon we'll have uh, Justice John Chigger, and he is a judge of the Supreme Court, and we have so many questions about estates and wills and how do you die and how do you leave property, so we're going to have an expert. But I want to give you some uh, current news. Now, you know you should have listened to Jerry and my advice when we told you to buy in the recession. Remember, Jerry? We told everyone. Yep. Buy and now. do you remember? Mm-hmm. It was on all the covers of all the – I won't mention the magazines. Right. Real estate is over. No one's buying No one anymore. will buy real estate no. again. No, the, they're just going to rent now. Because the millennials buy. saw their parents lose yep. tons of money, and they will never buy again. Yep. It is over. Get and another we, job if you're in real estate. They right, just, right. Yeah, they predicted the end. It was the end. And I would, we and Jerry and I would say, the American dream is alive. And if you want to really make money, don't buy when it's low. And the people that really made, you know, you have to have the money to hold that real estate. But anyhow, it's no secret uh, that it's even getting more expensive to buy a home. It's come a long way from the recession. And uh, you need bucks to afford a home. And just interesting fact that between 2014 and 2017, the U.S. gained 346 new $1 million neighborhoods, according to a report from Zillow. In total, the U.S. has 1,280 of these neighborhoods where at least 10% of the homes in a given zip code are worth seven figures or a lot more. But by the way... uh, New York added the most million-dollar neighborhoods. They added 53, followed by San Francisco with 36. Now, we're always uh, kind of fighting with San Francisco on who's number one in far as who's the most expensive, okay? Well, we know who's number one, but... <laughs> San Francisco is also notable because three out of four neighborhoods in the California qualify as million-dollar neighborhoods. But uh, New York actually put the most new million-dollar neighborhoods in. And actually, San Francisco, if you're listening, New York and San Francisco are always in competition for the title. And I believe that um, New York might have just passed it. And then I think maybe next month uh, I, San Francisco is. Hmm. But those are, they're always, it's the two coasts, you know? Yeah. So. Competition, just like rap music. Actually, <clears throat> no, no, no. Actually, San Francisco is a little bit higher uh, because, but for in, the, the the average square foot price um, in in Manhattan is seventeen seventy three, something of that per square foot, and um, I think San Francisco was um, no, actually eleven eighty five. So, and I think Los Angeles, believe it or not, which you would think is as high as New York is not, is at four fifty one a square foot. So. 451, wow. 
Yeah, but but you know we're we're seeing so much new development on the West Coast. It's really, I don't, if you look at you know if you start to look at trends and where the where the builders are really building, it's not that they're not building in New York, but there's not so much land to build. And generally, the West Coast was a residential; it wasn't a vertical city, and they're mm -hmm. building a lot of vertical uh, construction. And now uh, I see a trend. Just so I'll tell you. Just and again, I, I, you know, when you see trends, you doesn't mean it's a science. But, you know, there were times where people bought condos, and again, there are luxury condos, small condos, because they couldn't afford a house. And now I see a lot of uh, people, like some of the baby boomers, they're like, okay, I have that big house in the suburbs. I have that that I, I don't want to deal with lawns or this or that. I just want to go there. Yeah. Open the, the door. simplicity of a condo, yeah. Yes, and of course, there's all different sizes. There's some that are five or six thousand square feet, and there's some that are like nine hundred square feet. And even the baby boomers, I, I mean, the millennials, I think, you know, they like they want it easy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Manhattan really is um, has grown uh, tremendously. And by the way, the population in Manhattan, and we'll talk about that another day, because the judges here, I want to give them a lot of time. But uh, we're going to talk about, with all the new construction, the rental buildings and uh, the Hudson Yards and that whole development, How are the, what about the cars? We're going to talk about that. Well, you know, I, I just want to mention that the Waterline, which is also a whole new fabulous location, has undergrounds, tennis courts, parking lots. But, but we're talking about the cars city. and the traffic. I'm not talking about oh, any of the amenities. Oh, you're talking about with the amenities. Uh -huh. We're talking about what's going on in the city with the population expected to really continue to grow and with all the new buildings and uh, people. Uh, we just, they're going to have, they're, they're talking about, and we'll talk about it another day, but they're talking about doing some of the things that they might do in London to control traffic. I know when I was, when I was in, in Rome, if you don't have an apartment in Rome, if you don't live in Rome, uh, you have to take a bicycle or a car service. You can't drive your car in there. Anyhow, I'm sure you all know about the Plaza Hotel. My was my favorite hotel. Well, it's back on the block again. The owners of the Plaza Hotel have hired a broker to sell the New York City landmark, a sign that a worldwide scramble among investors, celebrities. Previous owners of the 110-year-old property include Conrad Hilton and Donald Trump, believe it or not, who once compared it to the Mona Lisa. Well, I used to love the Plaza. It kind of changed a little bit. The Plaza has a pedigree few hotels can match. Is it featured in novels like The Great Gatsby? And uh, it was in also Alfred Hitchcock. Marilyn Monroe and the Beatles stayed there. John F. Kennedy's sister. And, of course, Eloise lived at the plaza. And if you were a little girl and you read about Eloise, she lived at the plaza. So it's on the block in case anyone's interested in buying it. Just what I tell you. I will tell you also, I don't want to, you know, I am trying to, Limit what we talk about because I want to have ample time to talk about a topic that I know is on everyone's mind and um, I think is probably one of the most important topics we can talk about. But I have to tell you something really funny. This is tells you it takes all people. There was a husband that, in, that, that was, got, got divorced, and to preserve the house and the value, do you want to know what he did? 
What? He wrapped his house. Oh, in saran wrap. In saran wrap. Okay, okay. I mean, it takes all time. He felt that by coating everything in saran wrap, mm-hmm. it can help the home's value oh. over others in the area. So he completely wrapped everything in the house from the banisters to the walls he, and the toilet. I mean, he just wrapped the whole thing in saran wrap. Okay. Now, did you ever hear anything so crazy? No, it sounds a little odd. I mean, I, how is that going to help the value? He's going to spend well, 100000 on saran wrap, first of all. It's going to keep it clean. Oh, he's going to yes. keep it clean. Yeah, yeah. No, and also from, from deteriorating, you know, so, you know, weather and everything like that kind of. I think arose. it would trap in a lot of moisture that might do more damage than he realizes. But well, it became a famous know. house, okay? So mm-hmm. what, what happened is people just drive by the house to see the saran wrap house. I would drive over. So there. it might be a yeah. good marketing plot. Who knows? Ploy. Well, <laughs> all right. I mean, who knows? Write write the ad for that one, Dottie. That would be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and before I uh, before we we talk a little about finance, um, we've talked about the uh, gold toilet at the Guggenheim Museum, and I I know I mentioned it to you last year. It's an 18 carat functioning toilet, and it has been sitting in the. Uh, Guggenheim restroom for almost a year. Mm-hmm. However, the toilet will only be there until September 15th. Oh, so have... if you want to stop by so that you can say that you use the 14-carat gold <laughs> toilet, mm-hmm. uh, you need to do it before that. What are they going to do with it? Huh. I don't know, but it's, they're, mm. they're taking it away. Mm. I mean, I just... I have, not, I have not been over there to see that yet. But I, no, I, I have I no <laughs> desire to see it either. But, no. um, I mean, for those people who, uh, we talked about it, uh, they're moving it. I don't know where they're moving it to, but they are. I think so. Stephen has a gold toilet. He does. In his home. He, does. he doesn't have a robust In the Hamptons. <laughs> okay. So, Ace. Yes. 30-year fix. What is it? 3.89. Still low. Historically low. low. And the fix, 15. <laughs> Three point one six percent. Yeah, and and so the five year arms are the same, aren't they? Yeah, there's they're the same. A thirty year fixed rate is still below four percent, folks. So that's unbelievable. Yeah, listen, guys, if you're going to buy a house, really, interest rates are so low. And if you have a, a home that you're paying higher interest rates, really. Take the time and call Ace and make sure you can see if you can refinance it because I don't know how long they can stay this way, but they are lower than I – I mean, they are just – Yeah, everyone's in the driver's seat yeah. right now, Toddy. It's almost like using somebody else's cash. That's it. We'll be right back with the judge after the break, 866-970-9622. Give us a holler. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with Congressman Peter King, representative from New York's 2nd Congressional District. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd, Saturday night at 9 on AM 970, The Answer. Are you looking for a radio show that gives you straight talk, common sense, and the facts? Are you looking for a media outlet which offers all points of view? If the answer is yes, then listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 830 right here on AM 970, The Answer. 
The Cats Roundtable is hosted by John Katsimatidis, a successful businessman who came to this country as an immigrant and built a multi-billion dollar business empire. He's met presidents, world leaders, governors, mayors, congressmen, state legislators, and you'll hear them all on the Cats Roundtable. Republicans, Democrats, independents, conservatives, liberals, and everything else you can imagine. You won't just hear their take on the news. You'll hear them make the news. Whether it's local, national news, or international news. You can read about it in the newspaper on Monday, but hear it first on the Cats Roundtable. Sunday mornings at 8.30, right after Murano in the morning. Only on AM 970, The Answer. Two little tablets is all it takes to make your thin hair feel and look thicker and fuller. Guaranteed. Viviscal is the number one drug-free hair growth supplement in the U.S., with one box being sold every minute globally. It's clinically researched to promote existing hair growth for men and women. And now, a 90-day supply of Viviscal is being offered in your area risk-free, plus free shipping when you text the word GROW to 246810. Viviscal nourishes thinning hair from within. You'll love your hair growth results Guaranteed. Viviscal is so effective, it's recommended by top doctors. Here's Dr. John Laura. As a dermatologist, I feel confident recommending Viviscal. It's backed by 25 years of research and multiple clinical studies that demonstrate Viviscal's effectiveness in promoting the growth of thicker, fuller hair. Want to try Viviscal? Every listener that texts the word GROW to 246810 gets a 90-day risk-free supply with free shipping. Text GROW to 246810. That's GROW to 246810. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. This is Michael Medved, and I've received thousands of testimonials that come in telling me how excited people are to be out of pain, like Bob from Ohio, who writes, I had a herniated disc in my back in 1984. I started taking Relief Factor, and for the first time, I have been completely out of constant, sometimes excruciating pain. I'm now able to work in the yard, around the house, and do my job in comfort. This is a great product. That's the end of the quote. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle pain, aches, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384. Hi, this is Al Gattulo from the Joe Piscopo Morning Show. We're giving away two tickets to the New York Jets versus Miami Dolphins home opener game on Sunday, September 24th at MetLife Stadium. Very easy to enter. You go to our AM970 The Answer smartphone app, which you can download for free in the Google Play Store or the iPhone App Store. For a complete list of contest rules, just go to am970theanswer.com. The tickets are valued at $540, and the winner will be announced on the Joe Piscopo Morning Show on Wednesday, September 20th. Good luck. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We are back and uh, so excited to be here on this wonderful August day. Um, Remember, if you have any real estate questions, it's 866-970-9622. And I'm so thrilled to have Justice John Chigger, and he is a judge of the Surrogate Court of Suffolk County and a former Suffolk County prosecutor in the DA's office. 
In private practice for more than 25 years, he's concentrated on state administration and litigation in, New in the New York area. He's an expert on trusts and estates. Um, so glad you could be here. We're thrilled to have you because we have so many listeners that call in about this. And I'm trying to begin to, where to begin? Well, so should um, we begin with? What do you want to talk about? And, well, uh, we want to talk about, we, we, we really want to talk about, okay, what happens? Okay, you have a real estate. How do you transfer that? How would you have a will? What are what are some of the biggest things well, that you, you run into? Let me Why give you, you some some of the basics. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me here today because I think it's an important topic that people it's should consider. Uh, anyone, because um, let's put it this way: um, sooner or later, you're going to be faced with someone in your family or a close friend who dies, and you're going to have to make some decisions. And you're going to have to, in your case, be prepared for the ultimate fact that you're going to die. And that's where the surrogate's court comes in. The surrogate's court in New York County was actually established by, in 1787 by statute. Every county has a surrogate's court. And it is designed really to deal with the big description is it deals with all the affairs of a decedent. So, for example, I am the surrogate judge of Suffolk County. It's my court. There's only one surrogate judge in, in Suffolk County. That's me. So ultimately, I'm the person with my staff uh, of approximately, right now, we're between 30 and 40 people. Uh, it's ultimately up to us to decide and make a decision as to how the property of a decedent is to be divided. And there are laws that control that. And of course, there are procedures you have to go through. And surrogates people, in, in surrogates court in, mo in other states is called the probate court, and that's the word that people are most familiar with because they talk about probating a will. And uh, the first question is, the basic question is, well, what's a will? A will is a document that allows you to direct how your property is to going to be divided after your death. It's a written document. In New York, there are certain formalities that you have to uh, undergo in order to make a valid will. A person has to be over the age of 18. They have to have what's called testamentary capacity, which in its basic sense means um, uh, that a person has to know what we call the objects of their bounty and what their bounty is. What property do they own and who are their relatives, who are their family? Okay? That's testamentary capacity in a nutshell. Um, there are certain formalities in New York that are required to make a will valid. It has to be witnessed by two people. The person making the will has to declare it to the two witnesses to say basically, yes, this is my will, I understand it, and I want you to witness it. Because those people may be called upon to say that this person had testamentary capacity. I have a friend that's going through this now. With, uh, there's, you know, people are fighting over the will. Her mother's alive, but she had said to me that it's wise when people do their will to also video it. Well... That gets to be. I'm just uh, curious. That, I don't know. That, well, see, now you got to remember when I practiced law uh, uh, prior to becoming a judge, I've been on the bench now 16 years, and um, I practiced law for 25 years, and most of that time was spent litigating in surrogates courts, like you mentioned, in the metropolitan area. And when people started getting familiar with using video cameras, people started saying, well, wait a minute. 
wouldn't this be wonderful if we could just bring a video camera into the room where the person is going to sign their will so we could record that because then it will be a perfect um, a demonstrative evidence tool in order to show what this person was thinking, what condition they were in. However, lawyers started doing that, and then it became somewhat problematical. And, and actually, after, after looking at the different situations uh, that, that popped up on account of this, uh, I'm not a fan of videotaping wills, and I'll tell you why. Um, here's an example. Uh, now, again, I mentioned that uh, you have to have capacity to make a will. But wait, but, that's, well, that's okay. the reason she did it. She said because now they're questioning the mother's – the mother never did it. Okay, she mm-hmm. did, they, she mm-hmm. has a will, but she never mm-hmm. ended up video, you know, videoing it. Now the mother has the early forms of Alzheimer's or mm-hmm. dementia. So the stepchildren are suing, making a case that she doesn't have facilities and that she really should, she shouldn't be, they shouldn't go by what her will says. But when she did the will, the girl said she was very, she didn't have it. She was. She wasn't. She didn't have Alzheimer's. She was competent. And so that that is the only reason she thought that that was. She didn't do it. Okay. So he, well, curious. here's the reason, and, and you hit on it right there because when you said the girl, you, you really meant the two witnesses. Let's say it's the two witnesses who would have to say, yes, I was in the room with that person. I saw them sign the will. They asked me to sign it. They seemed to know what they were doing. They were fine. They were competent to make a will. Okay. Let's take that same situation, same scenario. Now we inject the video camera into it. Okay. And now, ultimately, there's a fight. There's a will contest. I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, And you have a jury now, and you're going to play the videotape for the jurors, okay? So now you're not relying on the testimony of those two witnesses who are saying, yeah, she was fine. She knew exactly what she was doing. We had a conversation, da, 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 da. You have six people sitting in that box looking at that video, and this is what happens. And they're looking at her and saying, you know, that lady looks a little off to me. Or, you know, I had an aunt who looked like that, and yeah, she acted exactly the same way, except she was off her rocker. You know what I mean? And the, the prime example, one attorney who did – this guy was – Seth, Seth Rubenstein was the, one of, probably the best uh, surrogate score trial attorneys in the state. And, and he had a will contest where he was contesting a will, and it was husband and wife making a will. And the lawyer who was draft, drafted the will supervising the execution um, set up a video camera. And the husband and wife came in, and the, they, it was great. The husband signed his will. He says, yes, this is what I want to do. And then the, he said to the wife, okay, now, are you ready to sign your will? Do you know what you're doing in the will? And the, and the wife, I don't know what she's being joking or what she says, I don't know, whatever he wants, pointing to the husband. Now – you can't have that, whatever he wants, because then someone's going to come and say, well, she didn't know what she was. And now, what do you do? Do you say, okay, cut. We're going to take another tape. Okay, Lights let's rehearse this. You see what So all You're kinds right. of things can go well bad. Taken. And think about it. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that in the future um, things people aren't going to become more comfortable in front of video cameras. But think back. Here's another example to you. Think about the wedding videos now where – 20 years ago, someone decided, okay, we're going to videotape a wedding, and we're going to go around to everyone in the audience, ask them to say something, okay? Right, right. Now, and if you look at some of those things, the, the 9- or 10-year-old kids are great at this stuff because they grew up. They could go on. They could be anchormen on TV at the age of 12, okay? You go to someone who, let's say, was 
my age, okay, in the later years, okay, and you put a microphone in front of them. Um, I actually saw a videotape where they handed the lady the microphone and say something, this little old lady with blue hair, and she thought it was the pepper mill. She started grinding. So, so you see, people are not comfortable. So, again, if you set up a room with a veto camera, you say, okay, well, first of all, they're coming in to sign their will, which is, you know, they're contemplating their own mortality. So that's traumatic enough. Now you're going to say, okay, now we're going to tape this. So be careful what you say. And now, okay, so they're not looking natural. You know what I mean? And again, from a trial attorney's perspective, um, uh, who's a person propounding the wills, trying to support the will, it was always good just to be able to rely on the testimony of the two people that were there saw what happened, can describe it to the jury, and, and be certain that they would not have signed that will if they thought there was anything wrong with this person. You that's inject really that video camera, that's another... Now, let me ask you, so if you don't have a will and you're married, doesn't, and you're, is it tenants in common? What, if you own real estate? Yeah, if you own no, real estate... if you're married, it's tenancy by the entirety. Entirety. So, okay, so if you're, if you're married and... Most married people automatically have tenants by entirety. When one spouse dies, it automatically goes. Correct. So the there's no order. contest. You don't have to, no, you, that, see Now, see, when I mention a will, and we talked about the probate process, a will con, uh, controls probate property, property that passes through the estate. There is property that passes automatically upon death. For example, the type of real estate that you described um, tenants by the entirety, husband and wife, automatically on death. Title is vested in the surviving spouse. They don't even have to change the deed. Okay, it's still now on the, the record. surviving spouse. Yes. I, I, we're going to have a break soon, but let's. Okay, so let's say I have three kids, and it's my first marriage, and of and I die, so it goes to my husband. Well, the house would if it's owned that way. The house. Okay. Now again, but if the you kids had money can't in, make a claim, can they? No, no. No. That's. Okay. We won't have time until after the, the news, but this is a question that happens all the time. We have two questions that I think our, our callers call about. One is just that when... Children when, from a first marriage. To a second marriage. Yes. And also when parents really want to do the, the right thing, and so they leave one of their most valuable assets to their children, whether they have two kids, three kids, four kids, mm -hmm. and then they pass on... And then the kids are in fights and in feuds, and I would like the kids, because the kids would call in and say, well, I want to sell the house. My sister wants to not sell it. My other, she wants to rent it. I have a brother that's living in the house for free almost. He stay, wants to stay there. And I say, their parents must be turning in their grave, because here they try to do a nice thing. And so I, I'd like to, when we get back from the news and things, Talk a little about when you need, why you need a will, because obviously if you buy it in common, sometimes now people buy, a lot of people are buying homes together even though they're not related. Correct, correct. There are ways to protect and ways to safeguard against the scenarios you describe. And I, 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 I hate to bring negative news up, but the truth is, you know, it was like prenups. When they first came out, I was like, I would never... There is no way if anyone ever asked me to sign a prenup, I would tell them, bye-bye, take a walk on the boardwalk, pass, get out of jail, and go. Or go to jail. Okay, but the point is now I understand it because it becomes like a business. And unfortunately, when it's property and 
and, and, and things that you've worked, you want to make sure that whoever gets it is who you want to get it. You, you want to make sure the taxes. And so I'd like to talk a little about that and also what happens when you don't have a will. Okay, because that could be tricky if you have access. All right. Well, you see, what you're mentioning now is something. There was a surrogate in, Suff- in Westchester County, Anthony Scarpino, who's now the district attorney of uh, Westchester. He used to be a county court judge, so he dealt with criminal cases. And then he became a surrogate. And we did some lectures together, and he had a great saying. He said, you know, when I was in county court and dealt with criminals, I saw, their, I saw the worst people on their best behavior. When I'm in surrogate's court, I see the best people on their worst behavior. Wow. And you know why? Because they're fighting over money, and they're usually family members fighting over money. And you're exactly right. I say to people when we try and settle a case, I said, you know, your parents worked long and hard to provide somewhat of an estate for you to, for you to share. Um, I don't think they would like to know that you're fighting over it in a fight that could go on for years. And, By and the way, uh, 866-970-9622, 866-970-9622. Um, if you have any questions, now is the time to call us because these are really important questions. And important. this is really a very important subject, so it's 866-970-9622. And you can always go to our podcast. Uh, so I, I will give you all that information. But I... I, I I really feel that what happens if you don't have a will? I could, oh, well, I think we should talk about that after your, well, I'll tell you, I'll, in a short sentence, I'll give, I'll give you a quick answer right now before the break. If you don't have a will, there's a misconception. A lot of people think, well, if you don't have a will, the state is going to take your property somehow. That's not going to happen. Uh, what does happen, though, is the state is going to tell you how your property is going to be divided. Again, there's uh, the laws of what we call intestacy. If you die with a will, you die testate. If you die without a will, you die intestate. And there's a statutory scheme that spells out exactly how your property goes if you die without a will. Now, most people think, well, uh, if I die without a will, my wife gets everything. That's not true. Okay, now, your wife will get everything or your husband will get everything that's um, jointly held. In other words, I me- remember, I mentioned a will deals okay, with probate property. This is property. our cliffhanger. Okay. When so come die, back and I'll tell you. When you die without a will, it doesn't necessarily mean that your wife or spouse is going to get yeah. everything. Uh, we're here with uh, the Honorable Judge John Chagor, and we are going to continue talking about states, wills, why you should have a will, how property transfers, what happens if you get married again, how would that work. 866-970-9622. We're so lucky to have him here. We'll be right back after the 11 o'clock news. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.